Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Speak On It Sports. Each week, we deliver hard-hitting analysis of the latest topics in sports, while also diving into those more controversial topics as well. I am your host, Justin Henderson. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Speak On It Sports. I am your host, Justin Henderson. The Toronto Raptors, just before tip-off of Game 3, had a message written on their board of the locker room. The message said, and I quote, let it rip. And that is just what they did to the tune of knocking down 17 of their 38 three-point attempts for a 44.7% clip and shooting 52.4% overall, which is even higher than their field goal percentage in Game 1 when the Raptors shot a blistering 50.6% from the floor. Toronto came out hot from the opening tip, making 10 of their first 14 shots. The Raptors controlled Game 3 virtually wire to wire. Toronto definitely took advantage of Golden State being down one of their best defensive stoppers on the perimeter in Klay Thompson. Now, Klay Thompson was a near game time scratch. There was a point early in the fourth that Golden State did cut the Toronto lead to just seven after three free throws from Stephen Curry with about 10.37 left to play. Back-to-back baskets from Serge Ibaka, however, pushed the Raptors' lead back in two double digits, and Golden State was unable to make a serious threat from there. We'll get into some of the more of the recap of Game 3 when we come back. Speak on it, sports. Thank you for tuning in to Speak on it, sports. Just a quick message to let you know we are now available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Welcome back to Speak On It Sports. Thank you again for tuning in. Now, as I said on the last episode of Speak On It Sports, I mentioned that Steph Curry was going to come out in more of an attack mode in Game 3. And that's exactly what he did. Curry poured in a career high, or a playoff career high, excuse me, of 47 points. Uh, He also added 7 assists and 8 rebounds. The problem is, is that he didn't get much help. But we will get into that a bit later during our matchup timeline. As I do during every game of the finals, I interact with others about everything that happens over the course of the game via social media, text messaging, phone calls, you name it. I said, should Toronto lose game three or had lost game three with how beat up Golden State is and the caliber of players that are missing, such as Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, then the Raptors would be already beaten. Had they lost Game 3, Toronto should have just thrown in the towel and headed back to the North. But they took advantage, as they should have. There was no way Toronto was supposed to lose Game 3 after learning that Golden State, already missing Kevin Durant, as I said, already having a shell of DeMarcus Cousins, would also be without Clay Thompson for Game 3. But, again, Toronto took advantage and recaptured home court advantage for the finals for now matchup timeline when we come back speak on the sports like what you hear make sure you never miss a show by subscribing this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support
Welcome back to Speak On It Sports. Thank you again for tuning in. Let's get into our matchup timeline here at Speak On It Sports. Now, we'd like to mention again that these are positional matchups. This is not necessarily saying that the positions guard one another, i.e. point guard checking point guard, shooting guard checking shooting guard, etc., etc. That being said, let's get into it. Stephen Curry against Kyle Lowry. Curry poured in a career high, playoff career high, 47 points. He also added 7 assists and 8 rebounds with a couple of steals to go along with those playoff career numbers. In the end, though, it was just not enough. On the other side for Toronto, Kyle Lowry had his best game of the finals thus far, finishing with 23 points, 9 assists, and 4 rebounds. Lowry hit big, clutch shots, halting multiple Golden State runs, and really controlled the tempo for Toronto Raptors. But even though Lowry had an impactful game, Stephen Curry takes this individual matchup once again, not to discredit the game that Lowry had in Game 3. Moving on to the shooting guards. In our last episode, I said that I would be highly shocked should Clay not see the floor in Game 3, and I was. Now, this could mean multiple things. I think had Clay been, you know, 75 to 80%, he would have played if it were up to him. If this was a Game 7, then no question he plays, without a doubt. Had this been a Game 7 of the NBA Finals, Clay Thompson would have been on the floor for the Golden State Warriors. But back to this late scratch and injury for Clay Thompson. It could be multiple things. This could mean that the organization, that is the Golden State Warriors, are being overly cautious. It could mean that the injury, the hamstring strain, is a more serious or severe than initially thought, which kind of reminds me of the whole Durant injury. Kevin Durant was said to have a strained calf. However, each day, new information would come out that the injury became more serious, this and that. Just kind of odd. I'm not accusing the Golden State organization of withholding information. I'm just saying. So, instead of having Clay Thompson versus Danny Green, we had Sean Livingston inserted into, a, into the uh, starting lineup versus Danny Green. Obviously, this was going to be a drop-off for Golden State, not to discredit the skills of one Sean Livingston, but he's just not on the same level as a Clay Thompson, at least not at this point in his career. Livingston went on to finish the game three with four points, two assists, and two rebounds. Livingston ended up lasting just 17 minutes for game three. That due in part of Golden State playing catch-up for the majority of the game, and that combined with his inability to stretch the floor consistently resulted in him not being on the floor very long at all. Moving over to the Raptors side with Danny Green. I just like to say welcome to the NBA Finals. Welcome to the 2000 NBA Finals, Danny. It's about time. Danny Green finally broke out of a shooting slump that had played him throughout the Eastern Conference Finals all the way through Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Green finished with 18 points and assists and 5 rebounds while adding a highlight-worthy chase-down block on Golden State's Quinn Cook. All 10 of Green's uh, field goal attempts were from behind the arc, where he rattled in six of them, shooting 60% for the game. We will continue this matchup timeline right after this. Speak on a sports. Speak on a sports would like to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors, Wilson's Yard Work. Wilson's Yard Work strives to provide the highest quality of work 
while maintaining the most affordable price. Be sure to visit www.wilsonsyardwork.com for pricing and more information on the services that they provide. Wilson's Yardwork, a beautiful lawn doesn't happen by itself. Welcome back to Speak on Sports. Moving forward with our matchup timeline. Getting to the small four matchup here. Andre Godala versus Kawhi Leonard. And you guessed it. This was another win for Kawhi and the Raptors. Kawhi finished with 30 points, 6 assists, 7 boards. He threw in a pair of steals and blocks as well. Kawhi has continued his stellar numbers thus far in the playoffs, outplaying any of his matchups throughout these 2019 NBA playoffs. On the other end, with Golden State's Andre Iguodala, Iggy finished with 11 points, 3 assists, and 6 rebounds. Iguodala continues to be bothered by that leg injury, and we will keep an eye on that moving forward. Moving on to the power forward spot, Draymond Green versus Pascal Siakam. Draymond ended the game at 17 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds, and also had a couple of steals. He also had 4 turnovers. And quite honestly, could have had more. Toronto's Pascal Siakam went for 18 points, 6 assists, and 9 rebounds. I'm giving the win in this matchup to Siakam. Pascal Siakam bounced back from an underwhelming Game 2 after his stellar Game 1 performance. Draymond, now this is not saying Draymond played bad in Game 3. It's just he needed more or he needed to produce more for Golden State, especially after learning they'd be without Clay for the game. On to the center position, Mark Gasol versus DeMarcus Cousins. Gasol was outplayed by DeMarcus Cousins in Game 2, hands down. Game 3, complete opposite. Gasol outplayed Cousins in every possible way in Game 3, finishing with 17 points, 4 assists, and 7 rebounds, compared to just 2 points, 2 assists, and 3 rebounds for DeMarcus Cousins. Cousins resembled his Game 1 self where Gasol channeled his own self from Game 1 in a way, thoroughly dominating this matchup in Game 3. This proves that our prediction, at least thus far, for Golden State, that they have absolutely zero consistency from the 5 spot. Moving on to the bench, right after this, speak on sports. Thank you for tuning in to Speak On It Sports. Remember, you can follow us at Instagram at Speak On It Sports. That's at Speak underscore on underscore it underscore sports. Welcome back to Speak On It Sports. Thank you for tuning in. Getting to the bench matchup. Golden State's bench rotation for game three was five deep. A couple more saw time but not enough to make a very impactful stamp onto the game. And it's mostly garbage time. The Warriors bench put up numbers, though, to the tune of 26 points, 7 assists, 15 rebounds, 3 blocks, and a couple of steals. However, they shot just 10 for 27 from the field. Toronto's bench basically goes just too deep. And those two players, obviously, Fred Van Fleet, Serge Ibaka, they both combined for 17 points, 4 assists, 8 rebounds, 6 blocks, all from Serge Ibaka, and 5 steals. I am ruling in favor of Toronto's bench for Game 3, even though 
it was a two-on-five matchup there. They brought the energy. They were more in tune defensively, more consistent. You know, Ibaka comes in with six points and four rebounds, but also provided the two steals, a game-high six blocks, which was huge, really brought the energy. Fred Van Fleet, he continued his play uh, as of late, his hot play. He had three steals of his own and also chipped him 11 points, but those 11 points were mostly big moment shots, shots that halted and or delayed Golden State runs, uh, stopped their momentum. So big shots, a big 11 points from Fred Bland Fleet. It's safe to say Golden State, their five deep rotation were virtually outplayed by the two deep rotation of Toronto. Predictions and key points heading into game four when we come back. Speak on it, sports. If you're looking for news that should be on the major networks but isn't, then check out EZ News, a podcast on Anchor hosted by Dwayne Izzetti. You'll get your news plus a little bit of entertainment. Welcome back to Speak on a Sports. Before we dive into predictions and key points heading into Game 4, we'd like to remind you that the latest movie from J.F.L.E. Productions, Black Diamond, is happening on July 16th at Texas Theater in Dallas, Texas at 7.15 p.m. If you cannot catch that showing, then just three days later on July 19th, you can catch the movie at Liberty Hall in Tyler, Texas at 9.30 p.m. For tickets and more information, you can visit www.snooprobinson.com. And here is a kicker. If you share the link to our show through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you'll be entered in a drawing for a chance to win two tickets to one of these showings. You can find the link to our show on our Facebook page, Speak On It Sports. That's speak underscore on underscore it underscore sports. You just type that into the Facebook search bar. It'll take you right to us. And you can find our link also through our Instagram page, at Speak On It Sports. That's at speak underscore on underscore it underscore sports. Make sure you tag us in the share on Facebook and add us in the share on Instagram to be entered. Now, getting into our key points and prediction for game four. For Golden State, someone is going to have to step up and help Stephen Curry. Draymond played decent last game, but he needs to produce a bit more to give Golden State a better chance at tying this series. They'll have Klay Thompson back for game four, but he won't be 100%, obviously. Kevin Durant has already been ruled out for game four, so someone else, either individually or a few guys collectively, must step up. And this goes for the rest of the series, not just for game four. I think DeMarcus Cousins will play better than he did in game three, although that shouldn't be particularly hard after a near no-show in game three. I'm looking at Quinn Cook and Andrew Bogut to have an imprint on game four as well. Key points for Toronto. Consistency. If guys like Danny Green, Pascal Siakam, Marcus Saul, Kyle Lowry can remain consistent and build off their performances in game three, especially now that the Warriors are even more banged up than what they were, 
their chances of hoisting the trophy at the end dramatically increase. Look for Fred Van Fleet and Serge Ibaka to keep providing valuable minutes off the Toronto bench. Our prediction for Game 4. The Game 4 winner is going to be Golden State. They responded well after losses thus far. And I expect the same here for Game 4. Speak on a Sports predicts that the teams will be headed back to Toronto for Game 5. All knotted up at two games apiece for a pivotal Game 5 matchup. The Warriors take Game 4. Tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN3 to turn the series into a best of three. And we are sticking by our prediction just to let you know of Golden State in six games capping the three-peat. Speak on it, sports. Thank you for joining us this episode on Speak On It Sports. Make sure to check us out on our Instagram page at Speak On It Sports. That's at speak underscore on underscore it underscore sports. And give us a follow. Comment on our post with your opinions on whatever the topic may be. And your comment could be featured in a future episode of Speak On It Sports. If you found value or entertainment in this show, we'd appreciate a review, rating, you becoming a subscriber. If you'd like to give our show a share and or simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Make sure to tune in next time. For everyone here at Speak On It Sports, I am Justin Henderson. We'll see you.